Hey, we're live, Young Jerks. Mike Crawford, welcome back. We took a week off. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. It's our last show of 2019, so uh, if you have any thoughts on that, on what we've done over the last year, good or bad, anything you want to bring up, because we've had a, a big year. We started out earlier this year winning an award at uh, NECAN, New England Cannabis Convention. We won the Best News Source Award, which was pretty wild. We were nominated for two awards. Uh, we had our Young Jerks party as well, which was awesome, on uh, my birthday, April 27th. And uh, since then, we've had a number of candidates and campaigns and winning campaigns. Uh, we're really happy where we're at. Uh, Young Jerks, we're in Somerville, Massachusetts now, but we're a Boston area-based, Massachusetts-based news and politics and cannabis, especially. Everyone knows us for cannabis. We don't shy away from that, but also local politics, especially current events and uh the guest on the show that's really what this show is about is our guest and we decided to close it out with two awesome returning guests that we love friends of the show both of them <laughs> uh from both one is from the world of politics uh both local and national and the other one is from the world of cannabis and they're friends of the show so i want to welcome them first of all uh first we'll start with uh new england cable news regular uh contributor i guess i guess i don't know what they call you but you're always on there now uh as a political Thank you. contributor commentator, commentator yeah. yes yeah uh, you, analyst. and uh, you should be because you know you've been like uh you worked in uh the what do we call him stanley rosenberg what was his He's the senate president yeah the senate thank you <laughs> the senate <laughs> you worked in his office uh, you were like his main communications I was his communications director yeah yeah you're the top cool person thank at stanley you. rosenberg Thank you. The Senate president, Massachusetts Senate president. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that you've also worked on some big campaigns. Uh, most recently, um, oh, I'm losing everything today. That's okay. You know that. You know why. Uh, I have some dog issues. Oh, I think I've I'm told people. I'm very sad about this. I, I don't even know if I should be here today, honestly. Oh. Uh, one of my dogs is not doing well, so uh, mm. I have some issues. So Dedication, Just, Mike. Dedication. Anything wrong with me today, blame it on my dog, unfortunately. Um, me worrying too much about my dog. Um, but I'm so uh, sorry. Uh, what do we call him? Uh, Bill Galvin. What is his He's name? He's the Secretary of State. Thank you. <laughs> I can't even remember <laughs> the basics today. So you worked in his campaign. I did, yes. And now you're working on another campaign. I'm a consultant to the Ed Markey campaign. But as you know, I also am a co-founder of a political action committee, a super PAC called Left of Center. We're a grassroots super PAC. Most super PACs buy ads. We hire organizers. We're on the ground, which is pretty cool. Yes, and thank you for filling it in so I don't have to screw it up. Here to help you. Yeah, you're and awesome. And I'm honored to be closing out the year with you, you fine gentlemen. You should be because uh, you, you know, you're someone that we love and uh, it, it is an honor, I think, to be on the last show of the year for the <laughs> Young is. Jerks with all the it guests is. that we have. We, we said, who do we want? Who do we Aww. want? Yeah. Thank you. And uh, next to you, Ed uh, D'Souza. I, I can see it, Mike. You have uh, nine other names crossed out. Oh, and Ed D'Souza. <laughs> no way. No way, dude. Are you kidding me? This week, Thank you for having me. Yeah, Ed D'Souza, River Run Gardens. He's an applicant uh, for cannabis. He's a fine cannabis grower as well. We know Are that. You? Oh, yes. I dabble. Yeah, he's very good. He's got a whole system of growing that's different than what you'll see anywhere else. The, what is it, the no-till? Yeah, it's called no-till gardening. It's not so much as different. It's just a different type of uh, horticultural practice that um, involves using what you've already used before so you're not making 
more of an environmental impact. It's great. Yes. Yeah. And he also uh, runs a group on Facebook. It's called, uh, what is the name of that group? It's the Mass Citizens for Real Cannabis Rights. It's something that we started about two years ago now uh, after getting fed up uh, about not having a voice for uh, what the legislature has manipulated that was supposed to be question four. So we, um, Grant and a couple of other friends, Mike and some others in the community, put this group together to voice our opinions, get uh, solidarity so that we can actually make an impact. And uh, our telephone number, 617-702-2542. We have two awesome guests again, Ed D'Souza and uh, Mara Dolan. If you have any comments, questions, anything you want to talk about that we've covered over the last year, today is like open, open time. Just call in the year in review yeah sometimes we don't get to all the calls and uh sometimes the phone's ringing off the hook so far not so call early we don't know how long we're going to go today 617-702-2542 so I, i'm not sure where i want to start politics or cannabis because both are flip like a coin, huge. man yeah flip a coin yeah well, what do you where do you want to start the guests we'll, let, we'll leave it to them I'm more interested in what you're doing because oh. I mean, well, I'm my interested in what one, you're doing because I don't know anything about. Well, my number cannabis. one question was, yeah. how high did you jump two weeks ago when you found out that Trump got impeached? <gasps> well, um, you know, it was interesting because a lot of the commentary was about, you know, what a what a sad day it was, and it was a sad day. But on the other hand, justice was served, and that's great. He should have been impeached. So I was, I was empowered i felt empowered i felt as that the american people were empowered by that and so that did make me feel really good yeah yeah i'm sorry it was necessary too i'm sorry we have a corrupt president i'm sorry that he cheats i'm sorry that he lies i'm sorry that he does all the terrible things that he does but the fact that the people through their elected representatives have seen to it that he is has been impeached and will be hopefully brought to justice is a wonderful thing now, I have friends on both sides of the aisle, and I personally, I, do too. I personally, I mean, call me a fence rider because all I care about is the best for my family and friends. Yeah. But I'm always curious to see what people think because some people feel that actually, here I am taking over my show. <laughs> yeah, but, we also know. have a phone call, so we, we <laughs> okay. want to get that okay. person uh, on the phone, see who, who's calling in. Hey, 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 guys, it's Lady J. What's going on? Hi, Lady J. How you doing? I'm doing good. How is everybody tonight? Ah, uh, we're doing great. Awesome. Pretty good. Wonderful. I uh, figured I'd give a call in and say happy holidays to everybody, and uh, just uh, to talk about our community and what's going on with the Cannabis Control Commission, and uh, to talk about the injustice that's going on with companies and, and people like Ed and um basically like what's the next step you guys what do you think because i i feel like these rallies these protests aren't aren't enough and we need to take a, a higher step well i think uh you know we should also reference what happened last week we haven't even got into that yet but uh oh please do i'm glad please that do. you called in right away with it uh you know last week there was uh leah green who basically shut down a cannabis control commission meeting where they were about to grant a couple dozen or more licenses, provisional licenses, um, because she hadn't been basically, you know, she, she, she feels like a lot of applicants, like what Ed's been pointing out for a long time now, is the delays, and not just from the cities and towns, which is happening, which like the Globe reports on and everyone seems to be aware of now, but also with the Cannabis Control Commission itself. 
and that the weight has been ridiculous, especially for women-owned, black-owned, LGBTQ-owned, economic empowerment-owned, micro-cannabis-owned. You know, so the smaller guys, the smaller women, the smaller people are getting, locals are getting the, the short end of the stick. And you're seeing cure, companies like Cureleaf at the same time get their third license and they're skirting around medical laws to get the legal rec license before everyone else. And it's about the big money. And, uh, you know, when Cureleaf is owned by basically this Russian Ukrainian money that's involved in the, in the impeachment. I mean, the Rudy Giuliani friends own dispensaries in Massachusetts, but we can't get Ed opened. We can't get, you know, any of the locals opened. They're questioning the, the small guy's money and the small guy application, but but the Russians are here. So, I, I mean, I'm frustrated. So, I mean, Leah Green basically shut it down, and it wasn't just her. There are other people there as well. They're not happy, um, and it's a big cluster F. And uh, I was not impressed by the Cannabis Control Commissioner, Steve Hoffman, how he handled it <laughs> during, after... Uh, the video after it's like so tone deaf. Can can I just say something? I 100% support Leah. I've gotten to get to know Leah a little bit, and she is 100% qualified to run a cannabis business in this state. That's that's the first statement I like to make. The second statement is is what the bleep is going on with the CCC? Like what? What he did, what Chairman Hoffman did was absolutely disrespectful. I understand, like, yeah, she got up and she spoke her piece, but the least you can do is give her the respect to sit there and listen to what she has to say. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think it was ridiculous that they couldn't listen to her. Mind if I chime in for one second, yes. Mike? Go ahead. Um, hey, Lady J, how are we doing tonight? Uh, I just want to uh, say that um, one thing I want to correct you on is the actions we've taken this year were somewhat significant in the fact that we were able to get some things passed like the um, the priority status for small business equity uh, SE and EE applicants farmers and such I mean we haven't seen it happen yet but uh, that was something that didn't fall on deaf ears and I, I think I mean you show up to all the events I think it's just a matter of not saying that they weren't successful but a matter of getting more people out there because I've got I mean, the power's in the numbers, and the numbers are there. It's just a matter of rallying the people, putting down the small-time politics of the inner circle in the cannabis community and coming together and just saying, we're, we we got a bigger fight on our hands than uh, who grows better weed or you said that my weed's not good or, you know, anything else. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's, if there was a wish list for 2020, it would definitely be that we come together in greater numbers. Uh, I will, maybe it's a different topic to talk about, Mike, but um, there's some people that are going to be leaving the cab. There's some people that are uh, powerful people leaving the Cannabis Advisory Board because they're fed up with stuff. And I think when these people leave, others are going to follow. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a turbulent 2020. If so less you think there's going to be up. more uh, kind of protests of the Cannabis Control Commission from Let, within the community? Let's just say that um, if small businesses don't get licensed, fireworks are going to happen. Um, there's a very significant gentleman that currently sits on the cannabis, uh, cannabis advisory board who is fed up with what, how SE and EE applicants are being treated. And this is somebody who can, uh, 
who could shake things up. And what what about uh, Commissioner Hoffman, who came back and the Cannabis Control Commission kind of came back on the on the Facebook and said that they would have a a listening hearing about this. What do you think about that? I want to see every media outlet there because we've had listening uh, sessions before, and you know. You watch commissioners on their laptops, on looking at their phones, looking at their watches, body language. What does that tell you? Yeah. You get somebody, you know, I, I hopefully Dan Adams turns around from the way he's been lately, but, you know, get a photographer there. Get, uh, you know, somebody there to show the reaction of the commissioners when they're watching us speak. That was going to hold a lot of weight. And what do you think about uh, Shalene Title uh, during this whole thing last week? <laughs> What hasn't she done that, you know, that uh, hasn't been for this community? She sat and listened, was the only one to sit and listen to Leah's testimony. And I, I could see Hoffman's point about being out of turn and stuff, but civil disobedience, my friend, that's what got things to work. That's what got us this country was civil disobedience. Well, Ed, I agree with you 1,000% civil disobedience and, you know, the community coming together. Civil disobedience is what got us started in this in, in the early 90s when MassCam was first started, you know? Yes. My point is I've, I personally have been at every protest that I could physically make to. I've been at every hearing for the CCC that I could physically make to or I've written in. Enough's enough. You know, like I said, we need to come together as a community. We need to come up with a plan, and we need to, to go forth and execute that plan in order to get some bigger changes made. You know, you know what we I'm, need to do? We need to start writing our own bills. Yeah. That's mm. what we really need to do. Yeah. Anybody can write a bill. It's got to be well, a, I want to talk more yeah. about that tonight, too, oh, about yeah. another bill that maybe we should be submitting an amendment for. Oh, Ooh, an amendment? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you for calling in, Lady J. We got a lot more callers. Uh, we always love your calls. Thank you so much. Absolutely, guys. Happy New Year. Thank Happy you. Happy New Year. You too. Bye-bye. She got us going. She got me going and then Ed laying down. I love it. Uh, we, we got two awesome guests here. Uh, we got Mara Dolan uh, and Ed D'Souza, and we're taking your calls. Phone's been ringing off the hook, so keep calling. 617-702-2542. Uh, we're talking about cannabis. We're talking about licensing. We're talking about some of the things going on at the state house. There's so much going on. The amendment. I'll bring that up. The amendment. Yeah, because yes. that will bring up two different, you know, things within the state house. Um, there's a state rep, uh, Diana. I hope I'm saying her right. Disoglia. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Who I actually like. I really like her. She's young. Um, there's but a lot I, to like. Yeah, there's a lot to like there. Uh, you know, she's she's young. She's smart. She's a survivor. It seems like she's also a fighter. She's exposing what I think is real corruption at the state house, which we're going to talk about maybe. But I don't like this bill that she has. It's a cannabis billboard. It's it's to uh, to make it illegal to have a can cannabis leaf or any cannabis business be advertised on a billboard. Okay. Uh, I don't really like that, and I especially uh, said I don't like it uh, when. It's totally legal to advertise alcohol, beer, and wine. That's true. Flavored alcohol, though? Yes. Yes? The children. Yeah. I'm with well, Peter. And, yeah. you know, I want to mention we have our, uh, our website email newsletter now, midnightmass.substack.com. I am a subscriber. Yes, you are. You're a paying that subscriber. I, am. I, a I know. You gave me a subscription, oh, you're amazing. which is lovely. You're not I, only a great guest. I you, couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't you support us. I, of course. Yeah. Like, Shalene. 
Like we mentioned, Shaleen. Shaleen's on. I'm gonna out her. She's also a paying subscriber. <laughs> I love it. The two awesome ladies. And then we'll there you go. Mara and I uh, know like Shaleen. next to nothing about cannabis and the industry and, and all that stuff. So, so I'm a very occasional user. You're occasional user. I didn't know that. We're finding that out today. User, yeah. This is awesome. Now that it's legal. I mean, I'm an attorney, so I was one of those people who was just not going to use it. When you it was. Oh, oh, yeah. You, you want to ruin your license. Right. Yeah. What? Gifting. Oh, we're gonna give you a gift. A oh, legal you're gonna gift. give me a gift. Yeah, we're gonna Are leave you, you a legal joint today. A legal joint. Oh my he god! He did it before I'm I could. I'm so I love it. touched. Now, can you Ed tell me awesome. what kind of marijuana? Yeah, Ed will. Oh something he god. probably grew legally. What is it? It's something I grew okay. legally. Legally. <laughs> he grew this legally is, and he gifted it. This is it beautiful, legally. by the way. I and mean, you're a lawyer. I, you I, can I, accept I, that legally. I, I mean, I I remember what joints used to look like, and this is not. I wouldn't even call this a joint. It's too. It's got a filter on the end. What is it? It's a filter with a joint. Is and he's got some good weed. Is it called a grows. joint? What is it called? This is actually. I told you I didn't know anything about this. It is a joint, but this it's is actually something that we grew uh, called that 70s strain. It's an appropriate name. Now it's that I've really inhaled good. it, it's a very good Do you remember that, like that 70s show? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, well, there's no affiliation. No affiliation. No. <laughs> we don't get anyone in trouble. We don't want to get anybody now, in trouble. Is, is this <laughs> indica or is it sativa? It's it's a hybrid. It's actually something that uh, is currently being tested because when we, long story short, <laughs> I'm, I'm no tested in the sense okay. that when we had a DNA tested from Phylos, yeah. they found no known relative. Interesting. It was a seed that was found in an wow. old film canister labeled 1972. That is so fabulous. And out of a hundred seeds, we germinated one. I I am old enough. I do remember I grew up in Saratoga. There was a big hippie community, and there was a lot of marijuana smoking. This this particular scent is, it does have kind of a 70s scent. scent. I'm not making that up. It is a... It smells sort of the way, mar- the way marijuana used, used to, to smell. It's different you, now. You, it I just fun, gave you your whole marketing campaign. No, you know what's marijuana, funny? Marijuana, like that? you remember. You what? gave small business the campaign right now because this isn't stuff you're finding on the store shelves. Yeah. This is what small business brings to Massachusetts yeah. once we this get is, licensed. This is micrograph. So this is what I we want. We don't to, have. If I were to smoke it, what effect would it have on me? How would you distinguish Very similar, this? Very better taste. Put on, put on your favorite TV show, Netflix yeah. or whatever, yeah. sit in the couch, bag of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> glass of wine, whatever you want. Oh my God! There you go. Yeah. Okay, and find out for myself. Yeah, I guess absolutely. A glass of wine. Well, thank it you tastes, for that. Very that nice. very thoughtful gift. Um, we were talking about the banning of the cannabis billboards yes. before we did our gifting, which is yes, awesome. People is seem aw- to really like awesome. that on yeah. the Facebook. I bet uh, they do. They do. They, yeah. I think they want it actually. <laughs> Everybody's going to want to come yeah. on the show now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the cannabis billboards yes. making them illegal. Uh, we we complained, and. We actually, t- I tagged her mm-hmm. on one of the responses, and she came back and said, "I'll add the amendment to to include alcohol." Right so, on. So I'm with Peter Bernard on our midnightmass.substack.com. He's been, uh, he had a great column about making alcohol illegal. If we want to be a prohibitionist on cannabis like this, like let's go forward with making alcohol well, illegal. There is a lot of research that shows that if you raise the taxes on alcohol, it lowers consumption. And then there's an enormous public health benefit to that. So it seems to me that that's consistent with the idea that we wouldn't have billboards that are advertising alcohol. Yeah, Especially I think so. to things that are, that are in fact marketed to kids. Oh. Flavored things, you know. All Which the, in cannabis isn't allowed. Cannabis like is all 21 plus. And uh, we have another phone call. No, we lost it. Okay. Oh, okay. We, we will take calls again. 617-702-2542. If we don't answer right away, just keep calling. Uh, so the cannabis billboard. Yes. 
they're trying to make that illegal in Massachusetts. It already kind of is in a way through some of the regulations, but this would really form, you know, formalize it. Um, and she's saying that we can we could submit an amendment to make it apply to alcohol as well. Um, she said she'd support it if we did, you know, get that amendment filed. So we need someone to write up a bill to to you know add you do. alcohol. So for she'll, the she'll sponsor the amendment. Yeah, she's saying, well, that's yeah. And I'm wondering, great. do you think that that would go through? Like, do you think because we add alcohol, it would be less likely to pass? Well, the alcohol industry is very powerful, so. That's a, that's that's a good question. You know what you put on there too? Advertising grandma's bingo. What is it? Advertising grandma's bingo. You have unlicensed. Is that a literal thing? Or? Absolutely. Okay. Literally, you literally have, bingo. When okay. I was at the Senate subcommittee. Could have been a strain uh, of marijuana for all I know. <laughs> when I was at the Senate subcommittee a couple of weeks ago, yes. one of the big things talked about was this task force going after the black market, uh, original market, yeah. uh, because of uh, taxes not being collected by the state. Doesn't Grandma play bingo at the church oh. and not collect she taxes does. from that? She does. But I think we have larger non-tax That's except under the church. You want to put the church on there, too? We do an amendment for Let's go after Amazon. We're talking about billboards. I don't care. I'm going after anything. If they come after me, I'm going after anything that makes I like your thinking. I mean, this is the thing. They treat cannabis so different after we want all these initiatives. And so... That's interesting. I also uh, want to bring up Diana uh, DeZiglio. Yes. Because she uh, has some posts on her Facebook page, if you look at them, that really call out Speaker DeLeo. Uh, he, like, sent her, like, a Christmas card. And she was like, yeah, really what I want for Christmas is you to stop uh, with the NDAs. and uh, the, the non-disclosure agreements. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take sort of the minority view here, which is that I think that there are occasions, I certainly know of them, uh, where a victim of sexual harassment wanted a non-disclosure agreement and in fact being in a position to guarantee confidentiality give, can give victims bargaining power. So I am not one who agrees with getting rid of all NDAs. I think sometimes they're very helpful bargaining chip in negotiations. Now we're talking about a lot of times like at the state house right now from people who are unaware um, the speaker of the house anytime there's like a scandal up at the state house mm -hmm. and especially when it's anything to do with sexual harassment let's say and it's a powerful man uh maybe a senator a state rep someone in power uh you know with an aide or anybody else um they make them all sign and non-disclosure agreements so no one talks about it and the scandal doesn't leak yeah, I mean, you shouldn't force people to sign an NDA. But if somebody it seems wants like that an NDA, like, it seems like you know this issue also happens with the Harvey Weinstein issue. So this is right. like a national movement, and oftentimes it seems like the victim, the NDAs are used against the victim, so the victims can't tell their truth publicly. Well, that's I, like interestingly Fox enough, I happened. happened to see Bombshell last night, right, which is the story. About that, right? Yes, which is which is about that, and it's. It's a very well done film and uh, highlights a, you know, really what the culture at Fox News was like for the women anchors. And uh, I know that Gretchen Carlson recently wrote an opinion piece that was published, I think in the New York Times, in which she said, 
please let me get my voice back because she signed a non-disclosure yeah. agreement and she, she would like to be, talk about she would like movie. to tell her side of she the story. She couldn't even tell, the, tell her story to the movie that they're making about her. That doesn't that doesn't seem right. And so I hope that Fox News allows her to tell her story. I think story. that's a good point that you made because sometimes the victim likes the NDA because it shuts up. You exactly. Know, and I also have to say, I mean, the reason it's called the Me Too movement is because it happens to everyone. Yeah. So I too have been sexually harassed and I don't necessarily want people to know who did it and what they said and all that stuff sometimes it's really if if the victim if what the victim wants is to just close that chapter and move on and go huh shake it off then he or she should be able to, to do, do that. that right we'll and sometimes a non-disclosure can make it possible for them to do that definitely uh, it's interesting it's the minority view but that's, i think that's maybe we I should think. only allow them you know uh, for the benefit of the victim i think maybe yes it's, it's, it like should that. be up to the victim if the victim wants one he or she can have one i definitely don't. support uh, rep uh, desiglio on that part you know that she's she because she seems like to me i'm not i'm reading between the lines there were some things that happened at the state house i don't even want to speak on them because i don't know all the details i don't want to get myself in trouble but i think something happened to her up there and i think it's uh to do with rep DeLeo, and she has spoken out on it so i'm not speaking out of turn to say that you can look into it it's so many women yeah i mean something you can, happened you can, to her up there. you can pretty much and, figure and i think she would like to tell the story most women have some experience That's who's on the phone i'm sorry women. to cut you off no, no, no. oh we Go lost them again okay oh, no. okay <laughs> if, if you call and you get through you I'm just got to hang on folks and wait for us sometimes sorry. we don't break That's right 70s away. Marijuana? yeah we smoke weed <laughs> over here <laughs> yes <laughs> I, 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 one thing I want to make sure I get in today without lighting it. Yes. that I missed that right from the get-go yeah. is uh, cannaprovisionsgroup.com. What's uh, that? I want to thank them very much. They're big supporters of us. Uh, they're a dispensary uh, group in Massachusetts. Uh, Eric uh, Williams and his wife Meg Sanders, uh, good people. And they have been supporting our show recently and uh, gave us a contribution to keep us going. So I want to you know, and thank they, you. Yeah. And Very they don't even they don't even, like they don't even want the thank you or they just no. want to make sure that we keep going. Like that is what I like the best about it. It's like they're good people. And uh, Eric comes from, you know, activism background. He helped uh, in Connecticut way back and, and came from an activism background. So nice. I've always liked him. That's very nice. Yeah. Canada Provisions Group. Check them out. And you know what they have? They have the most amount of strains the most amount of product like in massachusetts i thought there were only two strains recreational i thought they have every strain but i thought like, they were just like two that you big can ones think of like not not everyone you're, you're thinking of the, the indica indica yes strains yeah. are like you know uh diesel oh, okay. chem dog okay so what are indica and sativa if not strains are they it, it, it's, types. it's a plant exactly yeah. it's a plant itself there's really okay. four different types of uh cannabis out there okay. that being two of them oh okay so okay yeah Okay. So strains are like I'm the learning. flavors. I, I, I like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, our phone number is 617-702-2542. Call in. Maybe we'll take your number. <laughs> take your take your call. Excuse me. That's our number, 617-702-2542. Call in. Uh, we have Ed D'Souza. We also have uh, Mara Dolan here. And we got another call. Who's on the line? No, we, they're hanging out? They're just ringing and hanging out. Well, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Don't be Someone's shy. Someone's messing with us Stay today. on the phone. Stay yeah. on the line. Yeah. Well, maybe they, yeah, maybe they are shy. Maybe they know. are. I don't know. Uh, so we, we should talk about some other things. I, I, I wanted definitely to talk about it. like some of the biggest stories in cannabis and specifically in politics as well. We've already started to talk about cannabis, obviously. Politics. Like the last year, what are some of the biggest stories locally and nationally that you see uh, in politics right now? I think the 
you know, the, the president dominates absolutely everything, and the presidential campaign is pretty much dominating absolutely everything. So it's hard to bring attention to state issues. But a few have stood out regardless, certainly transportation and the dismal state in particular of the T. Uh, I, you know, I tell folks who live from out of state that it is not unusual for a, t a car on the T to catch fire. And that's true, right? It's not unusual. You hear reports or of derail. fire. They or derail. They keep derailing. There was another right. derailment. So this, I think transportation and uh, education, certainly. And I think the climate change continues to be uh, an area of increasing concern for folks. And I think that it's increasingly impossible not to address it. You even have Governor Baker trying to do something to combat climate change, and he's getting some grief from Governor Sununu in New Hampshire. Uh, but he's he's trying. Who knew? Sununu. So Republican. I think that, Another Republican. So I think that I think that that issue is really coming to the fore in a way that it hadn't. It's certainly the climate strikers, the Sunrise Movement, the young folks who are all concerned about that, the rise of the Green New Deal. So. All right, we have we have this call on the line. We'll take it. Who uh, who's on the line right now? That's Randy. Who? Randy McCaffrey. All right, hey, Randall, turn Randy. turn down your radio because I, I, I I'm here. I've been calling for a while here. I keep hearing myself in the background. It's driving me friggin' nuts. I'm like, Murphy, I'm turn that down. <laughs> Go. Who was that? Better? Go ahead. Yeah, that that's better? much better. Much better. Oh my God, sorry. I was trying to call in, and I was like, just an odd kind of like process. So I was <laughs> just like, like you guys. So what do you got for us? So um, I guess overall, I just wanted to kind of, you know, bring my process into this whole thing and uh, really, you know, talk about what Ed is doing and the overall effort that is being taken by the community to somehow take an effort um, to change like what is going on. Like, we don't really have any kind of process in order to um, essentially get any of this stuff across the board. Uh, and a lot of us are in specifically, you know, my clients and uh, people like Ed specifically with River Run Gardens aren't being able to you know, get their licensorship across the board. And so I just wanted to kind of chime in and, you know, show my support for what you guys are doing. Uh, show us support, man. What are you and Marion doing for the community? Look at that. <laughs> um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I mean, you guys are so great that we have you in our, uh, our give back plan. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much. And, I mean, I look forward to working with you guys for wherever we're working on. Yeah, so we're really uh, focused on positive impact plans um, with our the Cannabis Community Care and Research Network. And um, what we're doing, you know, to try to give back to the community through the actual legislature that the Cannabis Control Commission has set up. And what they have said is that people that are disproportionately affected by the drug war have priority access into the industry. And that's what we intend to do. And it's not quite what we're seeing, unfortunately. Yeah. And we want to make sure that we are still here to support the people that have had 
this difficulty, um, for lack of a better term, uh, to, you know, have this priority access. And um, what we are doing is what they have mandated that we do. And that is what we intend to do. And so I want to do that because that's what they want us to do, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, but Randy, we got to change some of the things they want us to do as well. I mean, you look at one of the biggest barriers of entry for this uh, this industry here is just having a piece of real estate that you can uh, set up shop in. If it takes you two years, three years just to get looked at at your application, I mean, you're paying well over a couple thousand dollars a month every single month it takes them to look at your application. Who can afford that? Big big cannabis from out of, out of the country. Exactly. Russians, only people Ukrainians, with people from oh, yeah, Vancouver, people British Columbia. Bandom. Goldman Sachs. Exactly. <laughs> Randy, say the name of your group because I always screw it up. And they're majorly important. Yeah. Say it for us. Say again? Uh, the, the group that you and Marianne work on. Oh, no, it, it's really complicated. I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> Cannabis Community Care and Research Network. Thank you. But I think we can all come back to C3RN. C3RN. <laughs> yeah, yeah, C3RN, and we just hold that one, and I think that it will hopefully. Uh, C3PO. Think of C3PO. <laughs> That's what I'll end up saying, then, though, C3PO. Again, Mike, we don't C3RN. I like the RN part. Yes, we don't want easy. anybody coming after us for royalties or anything. Yeah, no That's royalties. True. No well, Star Wars much. money. We already have the uh, Republic coming after us, so it doesn't matter. Oh, boy. So uh, <laughs> so I want to ask you, Randy, what, what do you think about what happened last week with Leah Green and the way that the Cannabis Control Commission handled it during and after? Well, it's difficult. You know, um, I completely appreciate uh, how she approached it. I think it needs to be done. I think people need to stand up. At the same time, there's a group of people, probably not those multi-state operators that just got push pushed off another month, too. So it's a little rough on the level of, like, how do you really do that, right. you know? Um, I, 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 I think that no matter what, you've got to stand up. And I appreciate everything Leah is doing and everything she said and everything that is going on here because that stuff needs to be said. It needs to be said. Now, when you stand back and you look what the commission did, they needed to sit there and they needed to sit in their peace and like, listen, that's unacceptable to not listen to someone. Um, aside from that, I don't, I don't, I don't know how they're, I really don't know how, you know, the, the commission works on that level and whether or not they can just say, Oh, I'm done. We can not listen to you anymore. I appreciate Shaleen. I appreciate Shaleen in so many different ways, but the fact that she sat there and listened and took it on the chin, that's what they needed to do. And, you know, and then we go from there, then you move on, and then you can make an effort from that point forward to change things, hopefully, right? Right. Thank you for calling in, Randy. Cool. Have a good one. Happy New Year, Randy. Happy New Year, yeah. Merry Christmas. We're the young jerks. We finally got his call. That was fun to bug me. Did you see that? I was telling him, like, cut the call because Mara's getting into her good politics. And I know it's like going to be another 
hang up or can't. Oh, but no. we got it in. We 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 did all right. We worked it out, right? We we, we they, people say it's weird how we do things. Don't you like if you listen to the show, you have to realize we have no separation from our producer. So he just basically takes the calls. Yep. He just takes them, and and they're on air live, basically with no screening. Ooh. And we might be in the middle of a conversation, not wanting to transition. So sometimes you got to kind of shut up and turn off your radio if we answer the phone. That that's the ground rules for our listeners and our callers. All right. So we gave you the instructions. We've done this before, but people don't. They don't know. They don't know. Uh, every show is different. That's how we do it. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. We're here every Sunday at 5 p.m. My name is Mike Crawford. We're with Ed D'Souza and uh, Mara Dolan. And I'm kind of cranky and kind of weird today. I can't help it. Um, you don't seem that way, actually. I don't? No. no. I feel that way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel on weird. a level of Mike, this is probably about eight. Yeah, an eight? Yeah. All right. 617-702-2542. I got dog issues, you know? Well, For the last week, I've been... Caring for these two old dogs, and it's just really difficult, especially uh, one of them. Even leaving tonight, I did not want to come here and do the show. I must cancel like a hundred times, but yeah. I know he's going to be all right while I'm gone. You know, he's in good hands. So my girls there, Camelita and uh, her son. So um, again, six one seven seven zero two two five four two is our phone number. I want to thank the Canada Provisions Group for supporting us. Uh, MidnightMass.substack.com is our website email list. You should definitely subscribe there. Um, I also want you to check out, if you haven't, our podcast, The Young Jerks. Podcast? Yeah, we have a Young, we have a young Jerks podcast. I didn't know you had a podcast. Yeah, iTunes, everywhere. We're everywhere. Oh, that's great. And Will this be on the podcast? It's this show that goes nice. on there. But it's also sometimes extra little podcasts that go on there as well that aren't live. They're just things that we record, whether it's phone calls or that's just great. me you know, talking. So check that out. Uh, we're about to put our top 10 uh, most listened to podcast up on our Midnight Mass Substack website too. Excellent. And it's, you know, some of the content that wasn't live, a lot of it is the top 10 to most listened to on the podcast. So if you're not on the podcast, you're missing a lot. If you're just watch, listening to the show on Sundays, which a lot of people do, you miss a lot of what we're doing. Uh, we'll take that phone call. Who's on the phone right now? Mike, it's Grant. How hey, are what's you guys up? Tonight? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I had to call in for two reasons. One, because I wanted to say I have had you in my thoughts. I know you've been going through some things with your dogs. So uh, I just wanted to say I hope everything's going all right there. Thank you, Grant. And second, um, I actually have a question for both Mara and Ed about cool. an issue that I think kind of combines the politics and the cannabis, and so that's why I wanted to call. Cool. So my question is thus. It seems like what we're facing in the cannabis industry in Massachusetts is basically regulatory capture or a regulatory monopoly. And that seems to be a microcosm of what's happened in American politics and American financial regulatory oversight across the country. So what kind of things can be done on a legislative, an activist, a judicial or otherwise level to start trust-busting a little bit, to use Teddy Roosevelt's words, and actually start breaking up these regulatory monopolies to allow in the smaller players. Well, I have to say first off that I'm not an expert on cannabis regulations or on trust law, but I do know how laws are made and how laws are changed, and that's through our elected representatives. So you have to make sure that you have folks representing you who are aware of these issues and who are ready to activate on your behalf. 
So you need to contact your elected representatives and find out their positions. That's the first step. And people would be amazed if you've never contacted your local state rep or your state senator's office, you will be amazed at how helpful they can be. They really do want to hear from you. They really do want to know what their constituents are concerned about. You may be in a position to really educate that person who may be unaware that this may be happening. So that's the first step. Contact your, contact your elected official and find out their position. Oh, um, I'm going to take a different approach. Uh, that's obviously something that we have done, and I have to say I agree with you in the responsiveness that we have received. Um, however, it hasn't done an awful lot of good for some of the actions we're trying to take. So, Grant, 2020, we're looking at different avenues. Sometimes you can't hit your enemy head on. You have to go around to the side and catch them where they least expect it. You know, there's budget hearings coming up. Wouldn't it be something to sit there and start scrutinizing a lot of the spending that's happening in this state? You know, we we got to be heard. I mean, my father always says the squeak wheel gets uh, the yeah. What is the squeak wheel gets uh, heard the, the loudest? Grease. The grease. The grease. The grease. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you, we have to be heard, and it comes back to the num the power in numbers. If we can get enough people to get a unified message going and we hit at different angles, we're going to get more attention on that that we're not going to be ignored. It's one thing to sit there and say that they agree that it's ridiculous to have to pay $6,000 a month for two years just to have an application looked at. It's another thing to sit there and say, well, you know what? The CCC is asking for this much money for operation. We don't think that's necessary. And let's start taking, winding down some of the policies in place because they're not going to have the manpower to enforce those policies. So I think there's a lot of different angles we can take on this one. So is, are you folks, I haven't really, as I said, I'm not an expert on this that I haven't really followed it, but what I'm hearing is that it isn't, what's happening isn't what was promised. What was promised was that local businesses, certainly minority-owned businesses, would get pieces of this pie, and that isn't happening. It's $6,000 a month to have some- $6,000 a month for an empty warehouse for the last two years. That's what a lot of them, a lot of applicants. So just over and over again, we're hearing the same story. So, the, so what the, happens? They pay six thousand dollars a month for what to have they, their application? They file their application. Yes, and then and when then is the this? state comes back and says, um, "We got a request for information. Uh, we want to know this." Okay. And it's stupid, and they answer it, and they have to wait another ninety days, and then the state comes back ninety days later and says, "We have another request." Uh, that they already answered, they send that back. That's what's going on. It's a game. It's it's, it's like they're it, not being reviewed. It seems like to me. And what's the it six? Seems like they what's don't the six thousand dollars? What's what, okay. where does the six thousand dollars? Rent. They have rent. to secure a location and get it approved by the city or town and rent. And pay it the rent before they have the license. Yes. Before you can. Which you don't fly. have to do in alcohol. Which you don't have. That just and, puts and, a lot and, of people out of business right there. Yeah. Well, you want to hear who has six thousand dollars a month? Big cannabis let's guys let's from Ukraine and Russia. Oh oh. How do you know they're from Ukraine and Russia? Because uh, the New York Times exposed it. Uh, I think they're actually from Russia. I don't really like you got to look at the New York Times story about Cure Leaf. That, that's all I'll say. Cure Leaf? Yeah, Cure Leaf. Okay, I will, so I will find They're it. one of the big dispensaries. Okay. In, a, in a nutshell, what happened when we voted on question four? Right. 
it didn't pass through and get stamped by the governor. No, I remember. It was taken, it was stripped apart, language was added, and it was eventually went through the legislature, and then Governor Baker got what he wanted. She knows, because Stanley I, Rosenberg tried to fight that. He <laughs> did, right. yep. and, and he in was fact, the he, was, to, he yeah. supported, he was the only leading elected in Massachusetts who supported legalization of marijuana, and what he wanted to do initially was have a ballot question that would simply say, we're going to legalize it, but we're going to let the legislature implement, come up with the best ways to do it. And in fact, they sent a, a bunch of folks out to Minnesota to look at what they, was it Minnesota? It was Colorado. Colorado. Colorado, Minnesota was healthcare. Colorado to see what was working in Colorado and what wasn't working in Colorado. Yep. So there were people who were, who were trying to do this right. So let me, let me ask you yeah. this question. So, I mean, in, I break it down the simplest of this way. If you were to open up a pizza shop, but you had no access to sauce, dough, and cheese, how long will your business survive? No, exactly. This is, frankly, so this, what is, Massachusetts, this sounds completely outrageous. What Massachusetts did these was they licensed, in. they licensed the storefront without the cultivator yeah. because they wanted priority licensing for medical which mm -hmm. was vertically integrated mm -hmm. to serve the public. Mm -hmm. Problem was, uh, only of all the medical licenses that were issued, there was something like 8% that actually went to Growing. becoming a store, a full-fledged business. All the rest just sat there, waited for recreational to happen, and all of a sudden now, they started going, they applied, they got fast track, they got their license, and now, now part of the, what, 32 or whatever we're up to now in Massachusetts? It was a backdoor way for big cannabis oh, yeah. to get their license to so get fast track. So I'm, I'm guessing that someone has identified the smaller organizations that are operational and trying to support those and identifying sort of the big cannabis stores that you there's want one, to discourage people from going to. There's, there's one. One in this state. And where is that? That's in Uxbridge, Caroline's Uxbridge. Cannabis. Uxbridge. Sorry, Mike, I don't know if I could say that or not. But, you can say that. <laughs> but I mean, Uxbridge is not Boston. Yeah, I'll tell you what. And, and uh, is it reachable it. by public transportation? I'm know. guessing no. I mean, I've never you been You want to know who goes to Uxbridge? Who goes to Uxbridge? New Yorkers. Yep. Connecticut. Right. Okay. Rhode Islanders. So, she, so yeah. and that's she's what, saying, and most of the so recreational the cannabis that's been set up right now yeah. in Mass is serving tourists or rich people that don't have connections i mean because most of the illicit market just kills it i oh, mean and that's the other thing Mike, whole, you hit the nail on the head it services rich people yeah and tourists because and people who drive from new york like you said how much would this cost if i sold this to you yeah. i have no idea you're asking the take wrong a, person take a guess uh, 10 bucks yeah 10 bucks on the street you're right 10 bucks hey you and go a dispensary a 20 25 I mean, whatever, you know, it's, okay. they're crazy okay. what they so, do. So they are basically, and they're encouraging the black market. And it won't, and it won't be as good as Ed's either. Ed's, Ed's will have flavor, theirs won't. But this is not flavored. Hey, no, okay. it has <laughs> good, has like flavor. the natural flavor. You know how when you eat a tomato and yes. some tomatoes taste like no flavor? Yes. And then you have a juicy tomato that yes. has that succulent Whole tomato taste? Whole world, yes. That's yes. what I'm talking about by flavor. Yes. Uh, our phone number, again, 617-702-2542. I want to get to some other things, too, because we are talking about cannabis. And if people want to call in, you can call in. Go ahead. Go all day hey, on hey, cannabis. Hey, Mike, uh, Grant, 
still here. I just oh, wanted to right, say go. bye. Hi, Grant. Yeah. Sorry, Grant. Um, Sorry. Thank you. Oh, Grant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember Grant? Oh, yeah. We're having that kind of show, Grant. <laughs> it was such a good conversation. I couldn't interrupt, but I just wanted to, to say two things because I think they're super important. So, one, the commission that Stanley Rosenberg set up was actually chaired at the time by someone that Mike and I know well, Senator Jason Lewis. Yes. And when he chaired that commission, he was the lead for the steering committee called a Campaign for a Safe and Healthy Massachusetts. They were the lead opponents to question four. So just to point that out, and the other thing I wanted to point out is the reason why there's this fundamental structural iniquity in the cannabis law is that when the compromise committee happened in the summer of 2017, the House got in a provision that extended co-equal priority to big corporate RMDs and little local applicants under the EE and SE programs. And that co-equal priority is what's caused all this nonsense. Uh, so I just wanted to weigh in there and give you that context. Very helpful. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. You too. Thank you. Well, I think there was a lot of concern uh, before, before marijuana was legalized about some of the potential harm. And I sort of, I'm, I'm an alcohol, you know, marijuana equalist as well, that I think that just as there are some people who can drink alcohol without having difficulties, some people can't. And I think the same thing is true of marijuana. It's something that you need to use responsibly. Again, our phone number, 617-702-2542, is our telephone number if you want to call in, leave a comment. But again, I did, uh, I want to talk to uh, Mara about... That would be me. Yes. Yes. About, because, you know, I think one of the big stories recently has been women in politics, especially um, winning yeah. campaigns yeah. locally, yep. nationally, yep. everywhere. Um, like, you know, we had Julia Ma- uh, Mejia on three times and she won by one vote, which was amazing. amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. Ooh. And then she came amazing. on after she won. Oh, and, she did. Oh, yeah. Good for her. And she's going to keep coming on. We love Good her. Good for her. Um, but so many women uh, did win this cycle. And you've been involved in campaigns like you know and and, and i've noticed this over the years too like in the past it used to be like men would run these campaigns Mm -hmm. now it's more often women who are contacting me for the local at least the campaigns we're supporting candidates yeah they're more women candidates that's absolutely no no even running the campaigns i like tito jackson all black uh all female campaign managers like like they're like and you know i think it's probably because we do have more of the progressive wing of uh, the Democratic you do. Party here. You do. But it seems like there are more women in campaigns now, like running the campaigns, like the, the, the people who are in charge of the communication and booking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm noticing it. Um, but I think you might have been like one of the first ones. I'm not sure. I mean, how did you get involved in this? How did you get involved in politics was, and working for Stanley Rosenberg and all these really, other powerful I, my, men? That's a really nice question. Thank you for asking. Um, it's a, I came in in an unusual way. I had always wanted to get involved in politics, but I was raising my daughter, and I wanted to wait until she was grown because I just didn't want to not be there for her. So I was elected to the state committee when she was a senior in high school. And once I was on the state committee and I started having conversations with elected officials, with the treasurer, with the sheriff, with the state senator, I realized that media coverage was not what it should be. That my view of electeds is that they understand what's going on in their district really better than anyone because that's how you get elected. It's because you've been out in the field, you've been listening to people, you know what people's concerns are, and you have good solutions to the problems that they're facing. And I felt that the media was not providing enough opportunities 
for that expertise to be out there. And so I just started producing my own content. I had a local cable show. And then at some point I got noticed by NECN and I started going on and doing commentary. And then I had a radio show. And then at some point people started hiring me to do what had been a labor of love. But my background was as an attorney and just having, an, you know, I grew up in a very political family. So I was always interested in politics and I paid a lot of attention to politics. But I really came at it from a, from a different from a different spot. Very cool. Thank you. Uh, if, if, if there was any uh, people listening that advice, you know, like younger people or people that want to make, make a change in their life, you know, career-wise, mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give them? Just get out there and do it. I mean, seriously, that's it. Produce your own yeah. content, use your voice. And now with the rise of social media and also local cable, go to your local cable station and get your own show you will be amazed at the people who come on, right? Right. Oh, yeah. man. I know. Mean, I mean, I'm like, always shocked by our guest list. And I, right. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, we had a good 2019. Like, I felt like... I know. You know, the last few years, we've had some amazing guests. We had Bob LaBelle. That was like a first major, huge, so amazing can, guest we've ever had. I can tell you from and the inside of... And then we had Ayanna Presley. No, I can tell you from the, from the inside of campaigns, people want to come on The Young Jerks. Everybody's like, it's, of course we're going on The Young Jerks. So, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we're hitting you up. We want to get some of your friends on here, actually. I know you, they, you know which I, ones. I do, and, do. I, and I know they want to come on. So. Well, you don't want my friends on here. You know, we do, we do, <laughs> we do. But I, I'm just looking forward to 2020 because uh, we're already talking to some great, like, just, we, we are going to top all guests this year. Like, the, our guest list is going to be even better this year than it's been the last five I, plus I believe years. it it's yeah. going to be a sizzling year it is you know it really is and i would just say on the subject of 2020 the single most important thing is that everybody gets out and votes and gets all their friends to get out and vote because the alternative is not something that we may be able to sustain as a country that's the reality and we I, I do not often talk i mean you'll see it on our uh facebook groups and our you know even our pages, you know, some of the Trump stuff. But usually on the show, we don't talk a lot about national politics. But you, I, most people who know us and know me know where I stand. And you are so right. Like, I, I can't tell you how afraid I am if he wins again. And he probably will. Like, we have to realize I, he is probably going to win again. I wouldn't say that. I think he's in real trouble. The majority of Americans I do support too, but I still think that he's a liar uh, and a cheat. And you know, by look, the way, that's, I'm going to point is, to Michael Moore. Michael yeah. Moore predicted uh, Trump's victory. He did. And guess what? Michael Moore said this week, he's going to win again. Well, let's just stop that from happening. Let's not accept. Well, I it. think people need let's to realize how serious sure. this is. Like no, that's what I'm serious. saying. So no, it, it's, it's very serious. We need to really not think that you know he's out no matter that's, what. That's why the Democrats yeah. really have to come together as a party. The progressives have to, and the, the progressives and the centrists have to unify, respect each other's differences, recognize we're not going to agree on everything. That's okay. I, I agree with you, um, but I feel like there's also a side where the progressives have to get the right, their candidate because if they don't this time, like That's it's the like concern. it's like you it's like when the Red Sox never won, like the Yankees won every year. You right. just hated the Yankees. No, and when you no, when your side never gets the nod, it's an issue. I mean, when is the last time we had a truly progressive candidate for president from this the Democratic Party? No, that's why whoever the nominee is, if the nominee is a centrist, which if you look at the polling is likely, if the nominee is a centrist, that nominee has to immediately 
pick somebody to yeah, the left of pick me. Bernie or uh, you know Warren Elizabeth. or yeah. Right. This is this is if I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, right. but this is something that I wanted to mention Please. when you mentioned uh, getting your friends to go out and vote. Yes. I personally feel there's not so much we can do on a grand scheme. However, let's not ignore the municipal politics because these people that are vote running in our own town eventually get on to the legislature and eventually go national. Mm -hmm. And if we're looking at what we have right now, a field of 12, 20, 50 people voting, running for one position against uh, President Trump, um, it's it, it's it's hard to it's an uphill battle right now. But Agreed. if we're looking at 2024, 2028, that's really our target. What our target should be. Well, that's mostly what that's, we you know what we focus on. That I mean, that's why we we go. San, San, uh, what do we do this this election? Somerville, Cambridge, yep. Medford, Malden. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Revere. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. I mean, we were. That's what we do on yeah. the show, week after week after week after week after week. Because people, because yeah. we feel like we're building the future, and that's what it, we and that's what the future. That's where we have the most effect in local politics. But, I'll, but, but I'll, at the same time, I think that this election this, in November, look, 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 twenty twenty, is no, probably the most important. Yes, not just voter for suppression, even Boston rights, right. or America, but the whole friggin' world. Yes, like. like we're going backwards. I agree. For like, the whole cause, world. Because you know what? Leadership isn't coming from from China. Leadership isn't coming from Russia. So if we don't have leadership here, we're screwed. Like, this world right. is done. Like, I, that's the way I feel. Like, I really feel like like this is our life. Like, because we, we lead the West. We lead Europe. And if, if there's no one there, Europe's going to be split up between China and Russia. So I, I really feel like that. This is, like, probably the most important election of our lifetime. I will say Bill Galvin said that the, the election of 2020 is the most important election in this country since the Civil War. And, and I for think the whole he's, world. I, he's the right. The whole world is he's at right. stake. I agree. I agree. Our telephone number is 617-702-2542. You know, I am scared shitless of those Russian gangsters. Like we've been bringing up Russia today. Uh, I've been watching and reading up on it. Like I know. They are the biggest crime family in the world. Like They put La, La, La Costa, Nostra, my friends, the Italians... To shame, like these guys are playing for world leadership. Like you know, they own the the. What, well, I don't know what Russia is like in terms of their state power, like in terms of economy. What are they like? Uh, they must be in the top twenty somewhere. But they own one of the biggest countries in the world, and it's mm -hmm. and it's basically a, a a gang. You know, just like you think of you know, but way worse than any gang that we've ever experienced, in my opinion. So I think that's what we're up against. I really, I, that's what I feel like at this point. Uh, and we usually don't go there on this show. We usually stick to <laughs> local. And we, we have Mara here, and she does comment on these things as well. And I and I think it's a good time to the year end. But I, again, six one seven seven zero two two five four two. If you want to comment on anything that we've done over the last year, any stories, I think a lot of the calls so far, almost all of them, if not all of them, have been on cannabis. So people seem like they're most interested in. Um, especially with what happened this last week. Here we go. We'll see who, who's on the line. What's on? What's up? Who's this? It's Dave Billing. He's just trying to get on the show. What's going on? Hey. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Dave. What's going on, guys? Hey, oh, Dave. I, I was trying to figure now. out your name, but they, they heard it. Dave Dave something, though. <laughs> Dave something. Dave Billings. Bill, oh, Dave Billings. Billings. I know you. Okay, what's up, Dave Billings? First-time <laughs> caller, right? Yes, it's the first-time caller on the show. We've all talked before. Except for, uh, on Facebook. The yeah. uh, um, just wanted to just pipe in for a second. 
yes, this next election is becoming huge, but it does not matter the political party you vote for. Just vote for who you want. Just vote for the right person. I, I, I think would have that's to... a lot of the biggest stigma that needs to get changed now is the direction of the two parties. You can't trust either one of them. <laughs> that's just a personal opinion. That's why we're going to start with the homegrown roots. Well, I would have to respectfully disagree. There are profound differences between the Republican and Democratic Party. Uh, the Democratic Party stands up for the rule of law, the Constitution, which includes separation of powers, voting rights, civil rights, uh, and and you know your labor and, laws and, and and our democracy. I, I the one thing you know I used to be more libertarian. And, and, I, I've changed. Yeah. I become more uh, where, where exactly what Mara is saying. Um, and some of the things that I think you got to note, like I started off Democrat and I'm voting Republican now. Yeah, the, you know I, I want to give you an example you know, of my day it, though, if you, if I could on my own show. Um, is that okay? Change of two states. I yeah, no, no, so. completely. Okay. The, the reason why is, well, you know, I live in Massachusetts for <laughs> a right, long we're going to cut Dave. Dave, Dave, because I wanted to tell Dave. my, I wanted to tell my I story, and time, I want to hear too. more from him. But yeah. if we can't have a conversation, it's not working out. Okay. So we're going to move on. Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Sometimes it's the phone issue, and people can't hear hear each other. So if that's the case, we apologize. But I was going to start to tell my story, but you know, I've, I've said it before. You know, I'll give you an example. I was totally against Obama. Was totally against him. Um, uh, you know, I lost my big career job because of cannabis. You know, I don't know if I told this whole story ever, but you know, I was managing thousands of accounts. I was a retirement advisor, AIG, 2008. They needed the biggest loan ever. I had been there over five years. I was managing 20, 50, 20 to 50 million dollars, sometimes more at a time. Thousands of retail uh, customers through like Shriners Hospital, Brigham, all those places, and then I lost everything. And it was because of cannabis. I got arrested. That's the truth. I uh, lost everything. And I was being exploited because I couldn't find work and I needed to work and I would work anywhere. Mike, I'm so sorry. And one sorry. of those jobs that I worked, right, that was exploiting me, like Uber drivers are getting exploited right friggin' now. It was a business very similar to Uber that is probably still in existence before Uber. So it was, it was about food delivery, you know, a very similar type of type business. And the business owner is making all the money. And they promise you this, and they, they basically spate and switch you, and you, you pay all the costs, and you get screwed. And uh, one day, the Department of Labor came in. Said, we want to talk to some of you guys. And I raised my hand, and I went and talked to the Department of Labor under Obama. And, you know, come to find out, they were, they were underpaying us all. They weren't paying us a minimum wage. They weren't covering the cost of our cars. They weren't... They, they were basically bankrupting some of us, mm. which, you know, basically happened to me. Mm. But guess who got me the money? My money. Barack Obama. So, like, right now, that's not happening. The Department of Labor is not investigating Uber. Department of Labor. So when you say there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans, I say bullshit. There is a difference because right now, Trump is not investigating Uber when they underpay their employees. He's not going after any companies that underpay their employees. He's not. This is one of the biggest things that bugs me is wage theft. When you steal from the working class, that's true. Like they're working their days labor and they don't get their money, and that happens all the time. And you know who made sure they got their money? Barack Obama. Look into it. I'm telling Thank you, you. We all got checks, and and this is like the stuff that people. I feel like they miss when they say there's no difference. There is a friggin' difference. It's a real. It's a real friggin' difference between caring about working class people and not giving a shit. Uh, 
I don't feel like Trump actually gives a shit about uh, working class people except to say, oh, the no. economy's good. We're doing good. We're doing good. I made more money for anyone. I, I don't feel like I'm doing good, better now, personally, financially, all that. But I think it's my, you know, where I'm at. Um, but I don't feel like most people are. I feel like most people are falling behind because of the cost of living going up. Well, they aren't because our economic uh, structure is not what it used to be. People used to get jobs. They got raises. They had pensions. They were able to buy homes. The homes increased in value. And they were able to retire. The, the, all those things are, are gone. They're not in place anymore. And you see, especially worry about young folks who, for example, might have a high school diploma, but nothing more than that, and they're making $12 an hour. How are they supposed to have a family, buy a home, have the kind of life that we think of as the American dream? It used to be sort of the middle class standard. That doesn't exist no anymore. Well, the, wage, the wage gap is at its biggest that it's ever been. It's appalling. It's, you know, so. How much does this cost? So this is this is like more than an hour's worth of labor for somebody who's right. got an entry-level job. That's not right. We should be doing much better than this. And what? and you know we were talking about folks not paying taxes or uh, who were we saying at the beginning of the show didn't pay taxes. Oh, the bingos. Bingo. The grandma's bingo bingos. Power. But what about Amazon? What about Federal Express? Right. Absolutely. We need to be going after Absolutely. those folks. And to your point, it's not Republicans who want Amazon and Federal Express to pay more in taxes. It's Democrats. And, you know, I want to talk about the, the differences again, because I think you're so right on that. Like, look at the, the discussion. This is another one that we've been we've been starting to cover this on our show. We've started interviewing people who have had friends die because of lack of health care. Family members die because of the lack of health care. We're seeing like people, you know, they drive themselves to the hospital because they don't dare to get in an ambulance. I this know. is what's going on right now. And if you look at what's going on, let's look at what the Republicans, their solution is. Nothing. Uh, we, yeah. we're, we're trying to destroy Obamacare. That, that's what the Republican platform solution. is right now. We're trying to do everything in our power to destroy Obamacare so Trump can say I was right. And the Democrats are arguing about which plan, which plan will help best save right. America. Will I we, mean, we at least, I mean, right. whether you're on one side or the other, the Medicare for all debate, like, I, you know, at least like either way, I'm happy. Like Medicare for all or you can just opt into Medicare if you want. Like either one is good to me. Can I ask a question? The Democrats are, are arguing about Democrats two good want things. affordable health care. Yeah. Can I, and the can Republicans I ask a don't. Right. Of course not. Uh, so I, I, I truly believe in free enterprise and everything, but I do look at there are certain jobs that are necessity in order to have civilization be where it stands. Police officers being one, firefighters yes. being another, paramedics Teachers. being another. Why are doctors different? If their job is to save a life, why does it cost so much money? Let's give them free education as long as their uh, salaries are at a certain point. And I don't want to take anything away from anybody because, like I say, free enterprise is something. But, I mean, if we're talking health care, one of the reasons why it's not available is because it costs so much money. Right. That's right. And, you know, the doctors are being screwed, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, Dr. Um, Grinspoon, who, who's big on cannabis, Peter Grinspoon, he also talks a lot about... Uh, the lack of medical doctors, how the medical doctors are all fleeing the industry, how stressful it is, how awful it is to work well, as a doctor know, now. When it used to be the best job, and now it's the a, worst job. And it's because there aren't enough of them, and it's all about the profit, it's all about time. It's all well, you got a half a million dollar efficiency expert telling them how to do their right. job when they never even picked up a scalpel. Right. <laughs> well, we, there's a, a, 
an issue in Massachusetts right now. My brother just became a nurse practitioner. Congratulations. And Massachusetts, I just learned, is the only state in New England that doesn't allow nurse practitioners to practice independently. Mm. Oh, and no, if we to, did yeah. do that, it would, it would lower. It's, it is stupid. We should immediately do that. Yes, we should immediately do that. It would lower costs. Because they are so qualified. Of course. And you know what? People trust them. Like the people they trust do. nurse practitioners more than yes. doctors, yeah. honestly. Uh, we'll take a lot of people. I mean, maybe not everybody, but I mean, they are. And they're qualified. 617-702-2542. If David Billings wants to call back, because we did cut him off. We cut him off. But I wanted to say my part. I get aggravated when people don't have the conversation. Now that I've spoken my part, he can tell us what he wanted to finish with if he wants to do that. Uh, We're good like that. You can call back. 617-702-2542. I hope I didn't make him mad. But uh, I I appreciate the first-time call. So call back. Me too. You hear us. Uh, yeah. We're talking about everything today. Everything. Everything. Everything's on the table. It's the last show of the year. So what are we going to do about these issues like uh, cannabis, Ed? What, what, what the hell? You, you put out some good things might happen. What do you think is going to happen on this local cannabis? Cannabis Control Commission is going to have another uh, hearing or not a hearing, uh, you know, licensing meeting uh, in a week or two. Yep. What's going to happen? Are they going to be able to convene? Still, Are they going to get... My that? mind is still blown by this whole $6,000 a month thing and having to pay... Right. That, like, we oh, don't, we don't listen, ask listen. this of hairdressers. Listen. You don't have to yeah. rent a hair You don't have to do that with a liquor store you, or a gun you store. License, right. you a gun but store you, you open for, like tomorrow. But yeah, you're forgetting... Good. I mean, that's just that. There's also insurance, yeah. bonds, right. legal fees. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it you goes also got to pay on out the city on. host community agreement. Oh my word! I mean, let's let's say Buy this. Buy a new fire truck. I started my business in 2016. What is your business? My bit trying to get a business. Oh, okay. So started the idea started, formalized 2016, LLC to 2017, and. All that time was all going through the municipal uh, government process. Now it's the state. It's but we could talk for hours on that. We have <laughs> in twenty twenty. What are we going to do again? It's we got to push for the small business. We have to push for the SE and the EE applicants. Right. right now, we have a group like the CDA who's got their their boot on our throats. And they're the Commonwealth Dispensary Association. They're the big lobbying group for all the big dispensaries. Uh, specifically, they're run by the guys from Patriot Care and the worst ones of all, clinics. Revolutionary Clinics. But they have a who's who of all the big cannabis dispensaries in Massachusetts. They are so brazen that on their website, it says, we speak to the commission every day to get the policies pushed through to protect our business. Now, again, if my business were licensed, would I be invited to join that group? Probably not. But you know what? I know they hate me anyway because I'm an outspoken advocate for small business myself. Um, what I want to see, I want to see the lawsuit in Cambridge get thrown out. What's the lawsuit in Cambridge? Oh, you're going to love this Big one. Big Cannabis is suing the city of Cambridge because the city of Cambridge decided to give um, social equity and economic empowerment uh, two-year priority in the oh, city for licenses. Go, go Cambridge. Over big cannabis. Go Cambridge. Yep. I want to see more black, brown, LBGTQ people in this community. I want to more see... More women. Yeah. You know what? So <laughs> you heard of a little festival that uh, is thrown every year called the Freedom Rally on Boston Hemp Common. Hempfest. 
uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, well, I got in trouble this year because I invited this woman, uh, Donna, who uh, is owner of Calix Berkshire, a women-owned dispensary that's going to be going up and up in the western part of Massachusetts, on stage with me to talk about women in this business. And they're coming. Caroline's Cannabis, I mean, she's a woman-owned uh, business. Um, there are provisions out there to get every walk of life into this industry right. but we need to fight we need to make sure mm -hmm. that the cda that all these outsiders coming into massachusetts to essentially take our dollar and leave um are stopped uh people need to be aware so if you are a consumer out there you know let your friends know there are good guys and bad guys out there example I know you use the term marijuana on the show, and um, you don't really know, but it is a derogatory term. I don't we know. We say cannabis now? Why is marijuana derogatory? I disagree with his viewpoint. Okay. But with his viewpoint. Okay. With my say. viewpoint? Well, yeah. I mean, marijuana was used as a, uh, as a tool to basically say Mexicans were dirty. They're smoking marijuana, that marijuana over there, and it was part of the uh, Anslinger um, approach to make to make it bad which is true make it bad which is true but I, that word also was spanish and existed and was used before that you know what i mean so i feel like we should take it back hmm. you know i don't think it's like uh i, I don't know Reclaim you ever see clerks too what is it ever see clerks too no watch it there's another word they try to take back in there and it doesn't work out too well well, well <laughs> if you're talking about that... the the real bad word that's there's a difference in my well, there's opinion. also there's yeah. a there's you know a, what i mean there's a big difference between a, it, there's... between a propaganda campaign yeah. And keeping you a slave for, you know, 400 years. Well, oh, also, that's a word. You there's know, also I, I, a, I have a word clock, too, in, but I'm in, just guessing. In the, in the vagina monologues, yeah. there's, a, there's a word that they talk about reclaiming that I'm not going to say. Yeah, some words so, that can't be reclaimed. Words, yeah. But marijuana, when it was already a Spanish word, I think that the Spanish people already own that word. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I, so that's what I feel listen, like. I feel like, like I said, what does it mean, literally? Cannabis. It's, it's it's Spanish for cannabis. It's, yeah. It's oh. Spanish for cannabis. Oh, it's Spanish for cannabis. Yeah. Correct. How do you say cannabis in French? No one knows. I don't know. Uh, I, la cannabis. La cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> la tray. <laughs> well, what's a quarter pounder of cheese? Which, it's how, do you, how do you say? I want to know how to say cannabis in Royal, Latin. A royal That's cheese. the one royal I'm gonna... Why? Because of the metric system. <laughs> Wait, look, we got a smart one here. <laughs> we really just should have gone metric a long time ago. But anyway. Yeah, but my car, all the my car by the way, if somebody can call in and fix my car problem, my car has gone metric. My speedometer um, indicates kilometers per hour, not miles per hour. I don't know how that happened, but I'm constantly having to convert as I drive. Are you so it must be really cold in your car, too, then. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting kilometers. That's interesting. I don't know what's going on now. I don't know. It's a, it's a Prius, if anybody has experience. It's happened to me once before, and nobody can figure out how to fix it, and somebody finally did, and anyway, re reverted. It's kilometers. You're going to have to get uh, someone to plug in. Plug into the board. Yeah. Probably a sorry, officer. I was doing the conversion map. I, <laughs> I know. It's terrible. I'm sorry, officer. Seriously. I have to pick up my ways to find out what speed I'm going. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So we're the Young Jerks. We're every Saturday at, I'm going to say 6 p.m. Because that's what the old time. And I'm, I'm reverting at 5 p.m. Sundays. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. on, on Sunday. You change the time. Some people, yeah, it takes time to, yeah people to figure it out five for me to figure it out i'm here on time so it's fine you should have a big party when the sunset is at five o'clock we should right 
This is the party. Sunsets this are getting later. So, yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't wait till it starts going later. It is yeah. starting already, right? Yeah, yeah we're at is. the solstice. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think we're out of time. Are we out of time? What? Yeah. How, what time yeah, is it? I, thought, I think we're over time, but yeah, it's good. We're, well, we're, this we're has right. been such a good we show. We've got a few minute, more minutes. We had to keep yeah. going. Yeah, we have Marred uh, Dolan here, and we also have Ed D'Souza. And we've been talking about politics, national, local, cannabis. Uh, another question I want to ask Mara. MBTA, yes. you mentioned it earlier. Yes. And Charlie Baker, mm-hmm. he's had a lot of scandals lately. He has. Does any the of this affect police, him? The RMV. Locally, voting-wise? You think? I think it does. I think that, I mean, I, I think that there is going to be a certain element of Baker fatigue, certainly his image of being Mr. Fix-It and, you know, solving all of our fiscal problems with good management is shot. He hasn't, he was, he was never going to be able to do that, and he wasn't able to do that. That being said, he's he's still popular. Folks like him, and I've I've said a couple of good things for him about him. I appreciate what he's trying to do to combat climate change, and I also think he's appointed a lot of good judges to the bench. So he really, let's see. I see that as the opposite. I, the, like I see him always appointing prosecutors, always I've been uh, appointing some people Baker who want to throw black really people good. in jail. That's I've, I've been. In, I, I can't speak to all of them, but I can tell you personally, as a public defender, I've been before Baker appointees who were really good judges. So I think he's done. He's he's definitely appointed some good folks to the bench back to the mbta yes um, the mbta I got let's num- just make it free i got a number of friends yeah. who are working on the mbta at oh. a maintenance level and i have to say Bless I, them. these are people that are getting all the grief for whenever the lines are being shut down for maintenance and such but i don't think the public realizes how few of these people there are that's right there's no it, money into it. They, they don't. The budget is not there. It, it, I mean, my friend Eddie, he works seven days a week down here. You know, working on the uh, tr- on the cars and everything like that. And uh, it's like you need some time off. Right. <laughs> There's no budget for it. They, no. They, they are. Yeah. I've I've read stories about that. The maintenance is just the budget is not there. I don't know what they're gonna do. You know what we're gonna do. I guess what I say. There, like it's Charlie really, Baker. What no, is, it's really awful because when you go to other parts of the world, if you're in Europe, for example, and you check out their rail system, it makes you realize, oh, we're close to a third. We are. We are close to a third world country. It is truly shameful. I flew back from Europe a few years ago, and I had a, a stop in Amsterdam, and I had like three hours in Amsterdam. Well, if you're in Amsterdam, you can hop on the train at the airport go flying into Amsterdam, walk around the city, take in the sights, and get back on and catch your plane. You can't do this. You fly into Boston, you got three hours, you're stuck in the airport for three hours. In fact, my daughter and her husband were in, I, I guess, Tampa or somewhere this morning flying back, and they said they had five hours. I said, well, I hope you can find something to do for five hours. That's ridiculous because we don't have a decent public transportation system, which doesn't even get into the amount of time that people waste, takes away from their families, takes away from their jobs. And you know what that is? That's a tax on their time. And nobody talks about it. When you are taking away somebody's time, you're taking away their ability to earn wages, and you're taking away basically their fundamental family family rights. That's right. And rest and well-being. Yes, and and well-being. The stress, too. Then when I was commuting, oh, Oh, you just feel it. Awful. It's like it beats you up every day. Yes, it does. To, to get in that car and have to drive that drive, it's brutal. I don't know how people do it now. It, it, it's always been bad, but it's gotten way worse. Oh, it's yeah. just like out of control. Well, and my personal, the, my personal, my personal transportation 
biggest beef though is fresh pond in cambridge oh yeah because it's impact it's impassable oh, yeah. it's impossible it's impenetrable if you are stuck going through fresh pond mm. at rush hour i used to work over there i know oh. all about it i had a girlfriend that lived over there no yeah, it's, it's excruciating brutal. it's brutal it's excruciating you get a fast track to the casino though oh yeah right. <laughs> we'll we get, need to tunnel we'll under fresh new, pond new this and do that for the casino tunnel. oh yeah. yeah but how long will that last i wonder uh, I don't know if that casino is going to do that well. I was never a casino fan. Yeah. Well, they keep on lowering everything. At first, it was paid for parking. Now, it's parking free. Yeah. Table games. It was going to be for high-end. First, it was for high-end people, and now they want all the locals there. First, they I were going to bring you, all the... Well, you used to do your show near the casino. Yeah, we did. And that, yeah. was, that was the only reason I was ever in that area. near that building. It's an eyesore. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It really is. Well, we're talking about doctors. Look yes. at the building that's just as big next to it. Partners. Yep. Oh, Where's that money coming from? <laughs> Partners, they—they—they—they uh, got a lot of radio ads up on south uh, southeastern New Hampshire right now, trying to buy more uh, hospitals up there. And uh, Governor Sununu is against it, actually, apparently, or I think he is. Somebody is. Somebody up there big is up against Mike, it. Mike, coming full circle with ideas right yep, here. Yep. Yes. We want to we we want to ban cannabis on billboards. We want to ban alcohol on billboards. Let's ban all the prescriptions on billboards. Let's take that approach as well. Seriously, why aren't doctors the people who inform people about what prescriptions they should be taking? Yeah, it's every other commercial. Yeah, that's, that is weird that we allow that. I agree. There you go. We're solving all the big issues today. <laughs> we we got to get an amendment, though. Amendment to uh, Diana DeZiglio. And, of course, amendments are adopted. Bills rep. are passed. Amendments are adopted. We got to get alcohol. We got to make alcohol legal. I know that makes a lot of uh, alcoholics upset. I know that makes a lot of. Do you think it should be illegal? People really? in the alcohol are industry you a, are you get a, very upset are, when we say that. They get really mad. They, they start protesting on our page. Do you really think it should be illegal? You're kidding. Do I? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, hey, host community agreement. Uh, what else have we got? We got. We got. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. You gotta pay a mortgage for two years before you can get a license. Like, I, all if they're doing it in cannabis, they should do it in alcohol. That's all I'm saying. Parity, yeah. marijuana and yeah. alcohol. Yeah, and, and and then some. You know why? Because alcohol is worse. You know, I don't know uh, many people who uh, die because of cannabis. I don't. I don't like. I know. I know people, family members. It's been in my family, friends who have died because of alcohol. Oh, I don't know anyone who's died of cannabis. Oh, I know. I know. You know. And I know. so I feel like alcohol is way worse. And. Why do we treat cannabis still after we voted three times to legalize it? Decrim medical legal. We voted three ballot initiatives. Over 12 years, we voted yes, yes, yes. Three times statewide. It's the, it was the most po popular ballot initiative. It was the most popular thing on the ballot, those election cycles pretty much. But yet, our politicians still think that uh, we should treat it like it's way worse than alcohol. Why can't people just do what they want in their homes as long as nobody else is getting hurt or harmed? I don't understand it. Especially with alcohol and, uh, and I'll say, you know, vaping and also, you know, cannabis. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Vaping, I am concerned about, honestly. Personally, I think there are some risks and dangers. But I think, again, it was a huge well, overreach what about sugar? by the governor. What about sugar? Yeah, what about sugar? Well... Well, let's make it illegal like they make cannabis illegal. Well, I think it should make be. Make alcohol illegal. Let's make, uh, let's make sugar illegal. 
Let's make uh, rated R movies illegal now, video games. Now, game. see, for the, for the listener, they're sitting there saying we're ridiculous. And obviously, this conversation is ridiculous, but it goes to show the ridiculousness. It's actually not ridiculous because I'm a recovering of, sugar addict, and I'm actually yeah, yeah. on the verge of celebrating 35 years sugar-free. You don't do any sugar ever. Not in almost 35 years. Are you a diabetic or something? No, I have something called reactive hypoglycemia, but I'm just okay. like an alcoholic. So if I have some One piece? sugar, I immediately want more and more and more mm. and more and more. That might be me. So... It's, it's very common. It's yeah. very common. But if, if it's not impacting your health, it's not hurting your quality of life, that's fine. But for me, it absolutely was. So uh, it's, I don't, I think we need to take it a lot more seriously than you we do. You're serious about the sugar, I think. I'm th well, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Maybe more heart ban health. it. But I, I do think that we think need. They should pay, people should pay mortgages before they can sell it. <laughs> two years of paying the mortgage bill. I mean, that would work. this is what they're doing at cannabis. I think I think we more people need to be aware of the addictive properties of sugar and the possibility that just as alcoholics recover from alcoholism, you can also recover from sugar addiction and get to the point where you don't want it anymore. I think one of the ways that sugar keeps its grip is that there is a myth that's false, that it's really difficult to break your addiction to sugar. It's not that hard. You have a few cravings and they go away. It's really not that hard. Well, doesn't the National Addiction Center say it takes three days to cleanse your body of whatever the uh, addiction is before you start the recovery process and yep. then start to be able to look at something and say, well, that's not for me. That's not for me. And after a while, you really, like, I seriously don't want it at all. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. We're talking about everything today. We are. We're doing it all. But, hey, we're talking about marijuana and alcohol. Sugar, and sugar. really should be part of that conversation. It I really should. I think we got it all in today. 617-702-2542 if anyone wants to give us the final word. Or maybe uh, David Billings wants to call back. Do you think he's I mad don't at know. Me? Do you think he's mad at me? He's probably steaming. <laughs> hey, I'm just short with it now. I just don't, like, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I've been doing this show for five and a half years now, and uh, it's like, on certain days too, I'm just like, well, nope, you, you, I'm not putting up with it. Well, you did like, say you did say at the beginning of the show that this is not a good day. No, it's not. You're having a. It's but even on challenge. a good day, I'm I'm I'll probably do that same thing. All right. All right. <laughs> it's just the way we are now. It's just like you know what, like we don't go down that road anymore. Murphy knows. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, if I don't like it, something, it, I dump it. it. Absolutely. It's my sh yeah, my show. It's, it's your show. It's yeah. your show, man. You're the host. I earned it. You did. Yeah. I don't need to have to listen to you. <laughs> I don't. I don't like listening to myself, so why do I want to listen to you when you're not listening to me? Six one seven seven zero two two five four two. Call in. We really want your calls. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a big Bill Hicks moment right now. Well, maybe I'm Alex Jones. Oh. Do you know they're the don't same person? That. Pardon me? Bill Hicks is Alex Jones. Do you know that? No. I Do you don't. know who Bill Hicks is? No. No, a lot of people don't. That's a problem with that. He's Alex Jones. Everyone knows Alex. You don't know Alex Jones? I do know Alex. Oh, okay. Not personally. I've heard right. of He's the InfoWars guy. Yeah, he's right? the InfoWars. So who's Wars. Bill Hicks? Like the opposite of him, but the same guy. Playing, you know, he did it Andy Kaufman and became Alex Jones. He's a he was a famous comedian that uh, got uh, censored by David Letterman and kind of America because he was too left wing and too biting and he got popular in Europe and like England and then he died at like the age of twenty something from pancreatic cancer which is very rare for young people. It's terrible. And then uh, Bill Hicks uh, dies and uh, all of a sudden Alex Jones shows up and he's got the same producer uh, from the same area, but he's uh, right wing. 
instead of left wing. And there's a conspiracy theory that there's the same person. And I kind of think I believe it. I think it's the only conspiracy I believe. That's a really good question it's to a ask good people. One. Do you have a conspiracy theory? It's a good one to believe in because if it's true, that means Alex Jones has just been punking everyone the whole time. It's not real. Well, you can laugh at me and my conspiracy theory. I still don't think we walked on the moon. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I still don't believe it. Well, I, you know, I like that I one. You know why Trump, I like that one? I don't think Trump won the election. Yeah. Well, he didn't, really. Exactly. I mean, he won the electoral collage, but he didn't win the uh, popular vote. But you know what I, li I like that one, Eddie? The uh, moon landing What's that? hoax? Because I think it exposes Joe Rogan. <laughs> Remember Joe? Oh, he's yep. all about the moon landing hoax. And all of a sudden, when he got really popular, he's like, oh, man, you guys are all a bunch of nuts. Remember that? <laughs> but, you know, you talk, talk to all those Joe Rogan fans about that. They get really upset. Like, don't make fun of Joe. He's so, he's so fair. He's so good. Well, gee, uh, let's look at the top ten guest lists for Mr. Rogan and who gets the most views. Proud Boys, Milo. Yeah, but he had, he had uh, Bernie Sanders on. You know what I mean? It's I, I, Alex I can't Jones. He had, he had Alex Jones on. He had on. Alex Jones on. Thank you, Brian Murphy. You know where I'm going with this. I sure do. Joe Rogan's full of speaking it. Of, yep. speaking of... That's all I'm saying. So and March I think that 3rd, the, the but, moon but hoax like, proves Joe Rogan. Sorry, go ahead. Clark, folks, March 3rd is the presidential primary in Massachusetts. And you can also vote for state committee members at the ballot. And there may be other... March issues. 3rd. March 3rd. Remember that. March 3rd. So that's 3rd, coming up in polls. Massachusetts. Yeah. After the new that year, we get Super to vote Tuesday, for president. March 3rd. Interesting. Um, and, and that election, too, uh, when you say you can vote for Democratic committee members? The state committee, yeah. That's yeah. already been decided who's going to be on the ballot? Uh, but sometimes some folks are running as write-in candidates, but yes. Okay. People get their names on the ballot, and they run. Cool. And how, how like, what, is, what do they do? I always wonder about the that The state, one. well, purpose, you've, you know, you've heard of the Democratic National Committee, yes. and the purpose of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, is to elect Democrats. Same thing at the state committee level. The purpose of the Democrat, Massachusetts Democratic State Committee is to elect state committee members. So each state Senate district has a state committee man and a state committee woman, and those are always on the ballot on the, at the presidential primary, and the winners are elected to a four-year term. And then they go and vote. What, are like conventions and things? They, they are automatically delegates to the convention. So they certainly have a vote at the convention. And the convention also votes on the platform, which is very important. You know, what do the Democrats stand for? What's their position in health care, the environment, et cetera, et cetera. But, but their main purpose is to make sure that we elect Democrats. And they also do that on the state level, too, at the state conventions? As yes. Well? Okay. Yes. So this is like a... I know a lot of our listeners are into cannabis and what Ed was talking about. This is another way you could get involved. I know who, who are these candidates? You know, do they support your issues? That's yep. exactly right. Do they support cannabis? Where are they? And that's one of the reasons why our media coverage needs to be less about the horse race and more about what people would do if elected. Well, I feel I mean, like we're going to keep saying interesting things. And so it's going to be like midnight and we're still going to be here. But like, we got to go. We got to go. We do got to go. Gotta go. <laughs> we do got to go. Bye. So we're going to go. I want to thank uh, Ed D'Souza for being thank here. Thank you for having me. I want to thank Mara Dolan for being here. I thank you for having me. Thank and you. And you for joining thank me. You. And you got a free joint. And a I free got a legal free cannabis joint. Joint. Yeah. So I am a good locally grown legal user. cannabis. Yes. And uh, we had a lot of callers. I'm trying to think who oh, they all were, but I'm not going to remember. <laughs> it's not that day. Usually I do. Usually I have them all like, you know. But we had some good calls. I know we Grant did. Smith called. Yep. Who else called? 
David Billings Very called. Judy. Lady J called. Lady J. Lady J. Yeah. That's who it was, yeah. So we had some good callers. Yeah. I want to thank all the callers. We missed some of the callers, too. I know people were... Randall. Yeah, we had Randall yeah. call in as well. Well, it is the holiday week. It is. So. But I want to thank everyone for listening, because uh, we, we had a lot of listeners. Thank you again. Young Jerks will be back next Sunday at Woo. 5 p.m. Uh, should be a pretty good show. We're going to have definitely confirmed uh, state rep candidate. Forgetting his name. Oh, my God. I'm not even going to say okay. his name. It, we have a state okay. rep candidate. I have it right here. Really? And he's awesome. I was going to guess. Yeah, you and I guess. was right. I'm going to read who he is, and people can try to figure it out. He's a lawyer. He's a policy nerd. He's an activist, a social, a social Democrat, fighter for LGBTQ rights, housing justice, transit equity, and the environment. Uh, he's on Twitter, at Jordan Meehan. Oh, is it Jordan Meehan? Yeah, Jordan Meehan. <laughs> There we go. Jordan Meehan next Sunday, 5 p.m. And we'll see who else. I like this where I peer up uh, people from different worlds. I like it, We too. may be doing more of this. We'll see I what like happens. I like it, too. All right. Young Jerks, Mike Crawford, check it out. Thank you to our guests. We'll see you next week, listeners. The Young Jerks would like to thank Canna Provisions, a legal recreational dispensary cannabis dispensary in Lee, Massachusetts for their financial support of the Young Jerks program and podcast. Thank you, Canna Provisions. Canna Provisions Group.com, the widest selection of flower and cannabis products of any dispensary in Massachusetts. Canna Provisions Group.com. <laughs>